0: I knew i get you with that little pop. Hey, just a note in this episode, I accidentally say episode 104 like 100,000 times. This is episode 105, so the show notes are at artsynow.com forward slash 105, not 104. So I'll let you little boys and girls get back to whatever silly little things you're doing, and I'll get right into the episode. Ta-ta.
1: I was actually pretty worried that I wasn't going to be able to raise that money. And I ended up passing the $81,000 mark in the first 17 hours, passed 100,000 mark in the first 24 hours. So it was amazing to watch it. just kept hitting refresh and it was just uh, surreal.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all around the world, whoever you are, wherever you may be, whatever you may be creating, wherever you may be creating it, you are a champion. You are a fist pumper. You are standing above the rest. Keep one foot forward and magical things will happen. Don't give up on your dreams. Create your dreams. Surround yourself with people who are awesome. If you want to be awesome, you have to treat other people awesome and be around all those other awesome people. I learned that from Kid President out there at the World Domination Summit in Portland, Oregon. That was an experience. I mean, incredible. I met so many people that I had been friends with online, people that I do masterminds with, people that were coaching me, I finally got to meet these people in person and it's it's just incredible to put like a, a face on, on a body of somebody who has been such a good friend to you. And I started to realize that some of my best friends are these people that I have been meeting online through the platform like this podcast or through blogging or or through working on website projects or through masterminding. Like it's crazy to me to look back and think about all the amazing conversations. All the self-development that I've been able to do by making these relationships with all these awesome, awesome people. If you want to create a network of amazing people all around the world, I'm telling you, podcasting is the way to do it. There is no better way. The internet is such an amazing tool, and it's only a baby. It's only going to get bigger and better, and it is free. I mean, you can literally reach out to people all over the world and make relationships with them, and that stuff can turn into magic idea babies that grow, that allow you to quit your job, that allow you to create this life that you love. And I hope that you will take initiative to do this for yourself. Stand up for yourself and do it because it is the most magical thing that you can do. Uh, Your life will change and you will be happy and you will experience something that 99.9% of people never will. And all it takes is a commitment and persistence and surrounding yourself with the right people, and you can get there. Today, I've got an amazing, amazing, amazing story for you. I've been waiting and anticipating this guest for a long time. Uh, He came to me through my cousin Derek, who really did an amazing job of connecting me to his agent, getting him on the show. We had a little bit of technical difficulties in the beginning, so the interview is a little bit shorter than the other ones, but it is full of value. So I've got on Steve Grand if you don't know who Steve Grand is, he's kind of a viral success, a solo artist who really just like flooded the internet and flooded all these amazing media outlets like MSNBC, Good Morning America. He was even on Larry King, uh, Huffington Post and... During this process, he was able to raise over $300,000 on a Kickstarter campaign to support his album and his new career moving forward. And he got such a gigantic wave from his fan base because he created a music video called All American Boy, and the album also was ended up being called All American Boy. And in this music video, it depicted him and his crush on another man. Uh, a straight man that he couldn't have. And he was kind of the first person to ever go out on a music video and do something like this. And to take it even farther, you know, he he was on a farm, like in a country setting. And there's American flags everywhere. And they're drinking whiskey. And you just, people don't put those two things together very often. So this kind of caused a ruckus across America. You had people that were freaking out over it. But then you also had this gigantic crowd, this fan base that he built of individuals who might have been struggling with sexuality themselves, who were 100% behind him and his ability to help them kind of muscle up the confidence they needed to come out to be the person that they should be, to love themselves for who they are, and to ultimately share that with their friends and families and be able to move in the right direction. So this is an extremely awesome interview. Steve is great. I mean, he's on tour right now. I think he's about to play in Latvia and. It's just an incredible, quick, straight to the point episode about his struggles in the process of getting there. So hang on tight. All the show notes, artsynow.com forward slash 104. And here we go. Come on, everybody. Let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody. Let me hear that sticky, sticky, riggity, dickety beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, here we go now.
0: Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. Well, get on with your bad selves, yeah. What is up? I am honored, I am humbled to have you on today for this incredibly special episode of The Archipreeneur Now with a guest I have so much respect for, probably as much as I do my own mama. We're going to talk about his album, All American Boy, which released on March 23rd, I believe. And there's an incredible story behind this album in the first music video he released back in 2013 that essentially went viral, also called All American Boy which depicted his powerful story of being a gay man with a crush on a straight man. Uh, if you haven't checked out this video, you can get on YouTube and do it. There are millions of views by now. I'm sure I know it went over a million in a matter of a couple of days, but this video, it's, it's, it's such an interesting story because you basically bootstrapped it or he basically bootstrapped it and nobody could have seen this kind of overnight viral success that was about to hit the fan coming. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it felt like. So it led to appearances in the highlights of media coverages all over the world, including, Good Morning America, MSNBC, Larry King, uh, the list just keeps going on and on, S- so many, and then afterwards, I'm not done yet, one of the most successful Kickstarter campaigns of all time, raising just over $325,000 uh, to create the album that he has now released, so this is awesome, a skid-a-ma-rinkity-dinkity-dink, a rinkity dink a skid a doo Steve Grand, you are the producer now, what's up, dude? Hello, Heath.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: <laughs> I'm pumped to connect. You're getting ready to go to Latvia, I believe, so you're in the middle of a tour. How is that treating you?
1: It's, it's been great. I just played my first show with the band this summer last, uh, yesterday evening in, in Buffalo, New York. It went really well. It just feels so good to be back out performing with the guys and meeting all my people.
0: Yeah, do you prefer being on tour? Do you prefer being in the studio, or, or what's your what's like your most comfortable zone?
1: They're really two different animals. I think that being on stage is really nothing like that. That's more of an in the moment fun thing. But yeah. there's so I mean, really being a performer, being a, a singer, one percent of the time you're actually singing. Everything else is the preparation and flying around the place and dealing with luggage and checking into hotels and figuring out who your driver <laughs> is, all that stuff. And so really it's like that one percent of the time. And that really has to all make it worth it because it's um it, it's it's such a, a fraction of of the time and and effort that that goes into the whole production. But I love writing music and then watching it come to life as it's being produced and recorded that's a whole other thing too. There's really nothing more satisfying than finally getting through a song and getting it recorded in a way that I feel really makes the song shine. So they both have their...
0: You do an incredible job of telling stories through your music too, and I think that's why you had such a gigantic mass following and kind of overnight viral success with the video you released. And, you know, it it probably has... directly contributed to you building one of the most loyal fan bases in the world. I know how much your fan base means to you. It's incredible. I've been watching your progress since we were first introduced by my cousin, Derek Warren, who's an incredibly just huge and loyal fan to you. He's also gay. And I think that you had a lot to do with helping him come out publicly because as we talked in the pre-chat sort of a similar situation. I know you grew up Catholic around the Catholic, of kind of family and you had to deal with that transition there. But there's so many people out there that I don't think ever had the balls to come out there and do it. You know, we should be proud of who we are. Right. And by you doing this and getting the success that you did behind it, I think that it really did. Obviously you probably get fan mail all the time telling you how much you've changed somebody else's life because you've influenced them. But um, that's how we were, we were connected and man, I have to tell you in his recent review of your album, because Derek's a writer, he, he, he uh, he said, "Time is by far his favorite ballad," and your music video for that just came out, right? I think I saw right before this.
1: Um, I mean, it, it came out in in March too, so yeah. it's not just anymore. But a month uh, flies by for me. But too. yeah, I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad he likes that song so much. And, and yeah, we talked about Derek earlier. So hello, Derek. Um, and uh, that's definitely uh, one of my. Favorites for sure. I mean, they're all really special, but I think that song, I feel like I was really able to accomplish something in that song as a songwriter, uh, that is pretty hard to do. And by that I I mean I think I was able to capture something that I really can't describe in words all that well. The song really uh tells the story and carries the message better than I could try to put (laughs) it.
0: I'll tell you what, when if you read his review he does a really good job of putting that song into words in a couple of paragraphs. Like it was like blowing me away, but he was saying kind of the same thing that you just were there.
1: So pretty awesome. I'm sure he does. Yes. Amazing.
0: How does it feel knowing that, that you're, that you're able to contribute to this? I mean, obviously you're a musician, you love music and I know that you've been doing it since you were a little kid. You just always had that knack, which is awesome. Uh, but being able to relate and help other people kind of transition to the life that they love, surely that has to feel something that most people probably go through life without ever feeling you know that they had some kind of impact like that
1: yeah it's it's really um it's a really special thing to be able to do something that you love and have other people not only just respond to it well but be so deeply affected by it affected by it and sure there's um in amongst my fans of course there's some people that are casual fans and there's some people that are a lot more into it and a lot more moved on a deeper, deeper level, depending on where they're coming from in life and what their experience has been. Um, and so it's really special when I, cause I'm not thinking about it all the time, but when I do shows and stuff and when people, uh, like Derek, like tell me what it means to them, I mean, that just makes me feel like, yes, I do have a purpose. Yes. I'm, I'm making a difference and nothing feels better than that.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, the whole reason that I do this show is, is to push people to create the life they love, you know, away from the arbitrary nine to five. To, to really find those things that they're passionate about and follow them, like like you've done with music. And what what's fascinating to me about what you did was you didn't you didn't have a record company or agents or or even a lot of money sitting around or anything, right? When you, when you launched your first video, I think you were paying even out of your pocket. Uh, I think you put some of that on your credit card, maybe for the All American Boy back in 2013. However, you went from you know zero to millions of views in a matter of days, and eventually launched one of the most, I think it's still what a top five successful kick campaign, maybe even top three. Yeah, it was, in,
1: it was in the top three. And then, uh, TLC did a campaign and someone else. And now I think I'm in the top five music, uh, things, but I mean, obviously <laughs> it's still really, really amazing. I mean, I'm sure there's hundreds of, you know, even thousands of kicks that are projects. So it's, Dude, it's so way more of- than a the thousands.
0: <laughs> there's there so many, like it's, it's crazy to be like, that is an insane, uh, I guess mass bill to be on is a top five thing there over $325,000 to contribute to producing the album that you just put out. And man, like, I can't even like, it gives me goosebumps thinking about what I would have thought had I had done that. And like, just like seeing the money come in, like it, you're obviously a very powerful storyteller. And I think that probably played a big role in getting people behind you, but man, what did like, how, how did you handle that? Like,
1: I was uh, that it made me really emotional. I was, I set my goal at $81,000 and I really uh, didn't know what to expect. I was actually pretty worried that I wasn't going to be able to raise that money. And I ended up passing the $81,000 mark in the first 17 hours. Oh my gosh. 100,000 mark in the first 24 hours. So it was amazing to watch. <laughs> it just kept hitting refresh and it was just uh, surreal.
0: Oh man, there's just got to be something magical behind that. Like it was completely meant to be right.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I think you've, you've said it all that it's uh, people were definitely deeply moved by what I'd done in all American boy and even stay. Um, And then I even released another song the day of my Kickstarter campaign launch uh, called back to California. And I did a video for that too. Uh, I really put, myself into my work I put a, a lot of uh, I, I try to like reach deep inside myself and bring forth something compelling and I think people notice when you do that and it doesn't always work out perfectly or beautifully but uh, I think I've been lucky so far and that I think what I've put out has, has been has been good and people have responded positively to it
0: yeah and I, you know they put I've seen them label you as like the first openly gay country artist. When I listen to your music, I don't necessarily think that it's country. I think you have your own style, which is the beauty of, you know, creating music. you you don't have to be in a certain genre. It can bounce around. Uh, but the way that you depict this kind of all-American, setting for for the music video for the people that haven't seen it you can go to youtube and watch it or you can go to stevegrand.com and and probably find the links to it i know you have a music section i'm not sure if you have all your videos posted straight on your website or not but you're in this is for me watching it so tell me if this isn't correct but you're essentially depicting a crush that you had as a gay man on a straight man right and kind of the struggle and i think that that really really is just continuing to hit i mean you're probably how many views do you get on that like per month? Still, is it just stacking like crazy?
1: Um, it's it continues to grow pretty consistently, and the more I'm I'm playing out, and the more things I'm doing, the, the faster it grows. It's uh, like over four and a quarter million now, so it's not like a you know, it's not That's like a so crazy an internet cat video with like hundred. <laughs> you should
0: have put a cat in it, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, that would have had everything. But I think that. Um, but yeah, you you described it it perfectly it's uh, a story of unrequited love between two men and obviously the uh, you know my character is crushing on his friend uh who has a girlfriend and obviously he doesn't end up uh, returning this, the same feelings yeah. but there's there's a lot there's a lot going on there in that video and it it it's been interesting hearing how people read into certain things or what people focus on. Some people really focus on the fact that, uh, at the, at the very end, the guy doesn't, even though he like clearly doesn't want the kiss, we have a moment at the, at the end, back by the campfire with our friends where he kind of seems to say like, it's okay. We're, we're all good. Like we're still in. And I'm, I'm sad about it, but he's communicating that he still wants to be friends. And so I, I did that because I wanted to, kind of capture the way it's been for me and that I don't feel like the people that I've kept in my life, obviously, when I've, when I've come out to people, my age, they've been pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty good about accepting me. Yeah. And I think that's a sign of the times. And so I wanted to, to put that in there.
0: Yeah. I think our generation is definitely molding a much better, uh, world, you know, for everybody to live in equally as opposed to previous, it's just, it is definitely a change of times, but you know, with, with the big religions and everything, it's a slow moving process. Uh, so it's, and when I, when I was watching the video, like I, I see that even there's no way that that entire crowd and all those views came from people who were just, you know, LGBT, LGBT, right. You're, you're really relating to everybody in that because, even if it's not a gay thing, you can still have an impossible crush. It happens every single day. And I think that that message in general could really just nail people in the
1: heart. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we've, we've all been there, right? Wanting yeah. something that we can't like have a billion times. So for sure. Yeah. And that, that's the other point too. It's not something that's that, that theme isn't specific to gay people. I think it, it hits a home probably a little harder because we grow up in a predominantly heterosexual world. And, uh, yeah, it, the chances of us crushing on someone that is straight are, are much greater. But yeah, certainly it's it's really a story that everyone could could connect to, I think.
0: How, how hard was it to make the decision to put that video out? Did you really, like when you were making that video, did you have this feeling in the back of your head like this is going to be popular? People are going to really get behind this. Were you scared? Like how hard was it to actually make the video the way that you made it?
1: I was scared. I mean, because obviously the, the internet could be, a people are, <laughs> are harsh, you know, people are brutally yeah, honest. I did think it would get a lot of attention. Um, I say this, I, I, I was pretty confident it would get a lot of attention. I didn't think it would be this. this I didn't think it would single-handedly launch my career, which is really what it did. I didn't think I would end up on good morning America or CNN Ford or Larry King. Um, and so that was, that was a big shock and that's been so amazing.
0: Yeah. So when when you made that video, how much did it end up costing you like initially? Because it's a pretty well produced video. I mean, you had to have had to put a little bit of time and money into it.
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah, I planned on spending $2,000, which is all I had saved up from playing at churches and playing at the piano bars in the city. Yeah. And then I put the other and then obviously I ended up going way over. It ended up being five, uh, $7,000 and I put five of that on a credit card and I'd never used a credit card before. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I just went, I just couldn't say no to everything. It was, I really looked at this as like my, my big opportunity and this was my moment. So I really did think about it that way. I really did think about like, I have to get this absolutely right. This has to be perfect. And I really broke my ass to make that happen, to get every little detail just as how I imagined it, because it's something that I, it's a story I felt so passionately about telling, um, (laughs) And I think that's where all great art comes from, right? Like people that really, really care about communicating something. Like I was so very specific to the point where I was like unhealthy. Like like I was obsessing (laughs) over everything in a probably an unhealthy way.
0: Dude, that's so – it's so inspirational though because there are so many people out there that maybe have an idea like that or they maybe have an opportunity uh, to do something on that level but – they say no or they let the fear gremlins you know knock them down but you didn't you you went out there and you did it like you put your foot forward and that's the biggest step in all of it is just making that that transition to actually doing it and it's just sad that there's so many people out there that don't so when there are people like you coming on this show and, and s- spreading the success like what what is possible out there man like it just pumps me up so much i just i'm fist pumping right now even though you can't see me
1: yes Fist pumps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, just curious, man, and I have to ask this. What the hell is your workout routine looking like? Because you are ripped like more than I've ever seen. And I gotta I mean, is there gonna be like a Steve Graham protein line coming out <laughs> where I can like beef up so I can make my girlfriend happier or anything it's like
1: all, that? It's about getting it it's all about <laughs> it's all about getting in good lighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lighting. Damn, I'm sitting in this
0: like dark room. That's it. That's why I never yeah. Jeez. Uh, um, gotta figure something out, man.
1: That is actually a bit, I mean, it makes such a, a huge difference. So whenever I'm like taking pictures with, with fans or whatever, I'm always like, let me, let me just take it. We need to get, you know, we need to <laughs> like, um, no, but I mean, I don't actually, I mean, I, when it comes down to it, it's really that kind of thing. I think is mostly genetic, especially in my case. I don't feel like I work all that hard. Um, yeah. And it's just something that I guess kind of comes naturally. but I have been working on since I was 13, but I take long breaks. And I mean, I just make sure I don't take my shirt off when I'm like, I haven't worked out in four <laughs> months. <but. laughs>
0: do you think you'd, do you think my girlfriend would be worried if she came home and I just had Steve Graham posters up all over
1: my office? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I maybe
0: <laughs> I like it's like, inspi- I'll just put it next to like an Arnold poster and say it's inspiration.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hey, going back to your musical development, like when you were a child, do you remember like the first memories you had uh, sort of being musically addicted? Like, I'm curious, what, what was your influences? Like, what kind of music were you listening to and, and how did you get into it to begin with?
1: Well, I listened to the uh, like the Beatles and the Stones and Led oh, nice. Zeppelin with my dad, like all the classics. Um, and then in like middle school and high school, the kind of emo pop punk thing was really big. Yeah. So I was really, really into fall Out boy, fall Out boy. They're yeah. from Chicago too. And bands like the used and my chemical romance and, uh, taking back Sunday, those kind of bands. So I was really, really into that. And I had a band with, uh, the kids I was in high school with my eighth grade and then freshman year. And, so we, we played a lot. So I've been, I've been doing music forever. Uh, I started playing piano when I was, uh, five or six. So it's,
0: it's wow. in my blood. Wow.
1: Do you have any like
0: daily routines or habits like musically, um, that keep you kind of on the ball or is it just a passion thing where you get the muse and then you start going?
1: I really should. Um, because it does make a difference. It's important to like, even though they're my own songs, like, I, I get rusty on them. Yeah. But no, I, I need to start doing that. Um, I really should. I'm usually just focused on the next thing. Like, okay, that song's done. It's recorded. Like moving on to the next thing, um, which is, is good too. But I mean, I, I really need to, I should probably practice more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if, if you had to battle Godzilla, Steve, how do you think you would use your creativity or your talents to defeat that big, crazy bastard?
1: Oh, wow. What a question. Um let me think about this. I don't know, I would just try to find common ground with him and like write about something that, you know, we could both like chill out to.
0: <laughs> Make friends. Try, I like that.
1: Make I try to speak his, his language.
0: Find find the benefits. <laughs> Make him, him still a,
1: understood. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> build him a giant female Godzilla and let him go to town, right? Yeah. Or male.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: What would you say to anybody out there who's feeling alone or struggling to embrace their sexuality?
1: I would say that you got to hang in there. You got to be brave, especially young people. Um, I would have never imagined that I would be so accepting of myself and that not only just accepting, but that being uh, being gay would actually kind of be a part of what I do professionally. So you never you never know how life is going to end up turning out. And for, for so many people that I've seen, things really do get better. So I'd absolutely say that it does get better and you will find your people. It's really about finding your people. And as a young person, and as a young person, especially, it's really hard to do that because you're confined to your school and your town and all that. But uh, once you get out and explore, you realize that, oh, wow, there are people like me. And, you know, I really don't have to have people in my life that, don't accept me or, um, make me feel bad about who I am. So yep. that's, that's all really important.
0: Beautiful, man. And I think you portray all that very well in your music. Um, it's, 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 incre- it's incredible how talented you are. And I'm, I'm truly humbled that you're able to come on the show today. What you're doing is changing the world, dude. So keep it up. Where, where can our listeners find you get in contact with you? I know you've got stevegran.com you're all over iTunes. Uh, do you have any social media or anything where they can tag on and follow you?
1: Yes. Um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. My handle for all those is at Steve Grand Music. And then like my you know Facebook page, you can follow me on there too. That's Steve Grand Artist. But I'm mostly – I'm probably mostly into Instagram. Instagram is like my favorite one. Yeah, it's a good one. So,
0: And everybody, I suggest go out there and check out the Larry King interview that Steve did because it's awesome uh that's that's incredibly cool that you got to be on there man he's he's the man so yeah
1: uh, that was that was so cool i mean he's he's an icon really so
0: yeah yeah that's that's crazy i mean just to show the vault and the progress you made from you know before your music video came out to that that's that's crazy so cool well everybody out there do something crazy do something figgity figgity funkity break the rules but first break the rulers And, Steve, man, thank you so much for being the entrepreneur now. We'll have to connect again
1: in the future, dude. Absolutely, Heath. Thank you so much. It's been good.
0: Well, there you have it. Socking it to the world. Mr. Steve Grand, incredible story, powerful story. You can do anything. He came from just a kid who felt a little different with a dream, and look where he's at now. Changing the world. It's amazing how you can catapult yourself if you just believe, if you just go for it, if you just put yourself out there. Make yourself vulnerable. Do something crazy, right? Go run around outside with your pants down. Go get your nipples pierced and go to church and show everybody. Whatever. (laughs) No, I haven't done that, but I've thought about it quite often. Whatever gets you, whatever gets your blood flowing, right. Just get out there and do it. Uh, I I hope that you all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Uh, I hope that it wasn't too short for you. But sometimes a little short, no fluff, solid nuggets of value are the best ways to go. Uh, I I really, really, really want you all to take away one thing from this interview, and it's that you can do anything that you want if you fist pump, if you believe. If you don't care what other people think, uh, there will be lots of people that want to jump in behind you for this. If you haven't already done so, head over there to artsynow.com forward slash time and you can get a free 28-page guide that I put together on how to make more time doing things you love. Seriously, these are nuggets, uh, things that I use, techniques that I use for productivity, for dominating, uh, for turning my entire life around. And I think that if you just read through that, you will find some things that will definitely help you out. If you want to do stuff that you love more often, why would you not do it? So if you go to artsynow.com forward slash time, check that out. Hit me up via an email and let me know what you're working on. Let me know what you're doing. I'd love to hear from you. My email is create at artsynow.com. Don't be scared. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Arch Newer Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.